You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, time for what you need to know here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. What you need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is. Here's your girl, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. And by the way, Laura, I mm-hmm. did notice that in the middle of the day, and I think it was on Saturday. Yes, you popped into my live. Middle of the day, a live <laughs> Instagram? Middle of the day? Well, okay, what happened was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Had something to get off your chest? No, I just, I was working. <laughs> they changed my hours on my other job, and I was uh, working from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m., and I was honestly like about to knock out. I was like, yo, if I don't do something, I'm going to go to sleep. So I went on live and people just kind of kept me company and kept me awake. Mm. And I think Cap, you in. thought that I, I only had popped the, in for a second. Robe. But you know, you know, what was great about it. You were wearing the robe that I gave you. Last I was week. not wearing the robe. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Cap. I thought I saw you wearing the robe. I didn't get one. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Kirk. Don't worry. Kirk, one's co- one's coming for you. You can have mine. I, no, no, mine. no, don't give it away. You keep that robe. Uh, Kirk, one's coming for you. I got one coming for Mason. I got one yes. coming for Travis. I got a whole bunch he, more coming. He has a bunch of robes. But no, I was wearing my 710 ESPN sweater. Oh. Lindsay has one the same way. And I have a, like, I cut it because I don't like it all the way to the top. So I, when you put the robe, I pinned your comment. And I said, if you guys want to get a robe, and then, you know, I pinned your comment, but I'm not wearing the robe. Oh, I thought you were wearing yeah. the robe. Like but I said, you I, left only, too quickly. I stopped in. Right. I, he I, literally I, stopped in to just put that and then bounced. <laughs> no, I just popped in like, what is she doing in the middle of the day? She's on an Instagram but live. But that's so not what you guys needed to know that I was on the live. on. No. What yeah, is no. it that we need to know? So first of all, I got to give you props, Kaplan, because you went to a movie theater. You went and saw Spider-Man, and I, I went last night. It was amazing. If you guys have not seen it, please go see it. And I know there's a lot of things going on. The Omarion variant, whatever we want to call it, is out there <laughs> and is strong. So be careful. Mask up. Do what you need to do to stay safe. But it's a beautiful movie. I loved it. I cried. It was. There's so much going on. And if you follow the Marvel movies, it's just you have to see it because now I don't know. My mind exploded. But it was the second highest opening weekend of all time. And um, it actually beat out another Marvel movie, Avengers Infinity War. And I was like, wow. They were anticipating that the movie was going to make over $253 million. And it ended up topping that. Okay, so I think it did 260 or two something like that. Wow. It hasn't made more than Endgame, which was the uh, last uh, Avengers movie that has the highest grossing domestic film opening of all time. But it is now the second. And the star, Tom Holland, who is Spidey, he wanted to thank his fans. So he went on Instagram and said, thank you. Like, this could not be done by, like, if it wasn't because of you guys and the support, like, this couldn't have happened. So a lot of stars, The Rock, which I know Lindsay loves, put his support on his Instagram and says, hey, you know, keep doing your thing. Because, like, this is crazy. And I think it just has a lot to do with people wanted something to do. But also people just want to get out of the house and see a movie in theaters. I I was kind of reluctant to go, but the movie was great. So I'm not going to knock it and just say it's by default because it's out of pandemic. But it's a great movie. Mm. 
Um, I saw Spider-Man this weekend, and just before I give my review, I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. You know that I, A, never go to the movie theater, although I do think on Christmas Day this Correct. year I'm going to go see American Underdog. Oh. Kurt, do you, you want to see that, that movie or no? Uh, I, you know what? It's, I'm glad that you brought that up because there's another story leading about Mr. Kurt Warner. Uh, American Underdog is like the biopic of Kurt Warner, and there's a little story kind of going on right now about uh, a jacket that's worn by Kurt Warner today. He's actually doing the broadcast of this Raiders Browns game, and he's got a jacket oh that a God. lot of people. By the are way, up. just just so just so you know, what you need oh to my know goodness, part two. The, just stop, just the, stop, because I'm, I have a I have a delay. Okay, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and I are watching this game, but she's about ten seconds behind me, and oh, and I was just about Anybody to tell her what about happened. The game is watching the game anyway. Girl, oh, you gonna love your life. <laughs> just oh my God. I cannot believe what just happened here. Yeah, me neither. With I'm three seconds them. to go in this game. Oh, this they is... made it. But... but wait, but wait. Oh my God! Oh, they iced them. They iced them. They they called the timeout. Oh, just tell me. Just tell me. Did they win or not? Just tell me. Well, now. I don't know yet because they know. haven't. It's not they, over. They, right? They they kicked okay. the field goal. Right. It was good. But they but they call the timeout. Even so the Raiders three... hijack my what you need to know. Gosh, <laughs> I know they do. Man. But Raiders. Laura, let me just tell you something. Whose house? Rams house. I'm just saying. <laughs> But Ram let me just tell you one thing: day, <laughs> the the uh, the Spider-Man movie, because you know I don't I don't know all the other Spider-Man movies. The only one I knew was the first one with Tobey Maguire. Uh-huh. So what I did was on Friday night, what you I binged? did was no, I just watched the one that's previous to this. So what, what what's the name of this Spider-Man movie? Spider-Man like this one heading? Yeah, the new one. No way home. No way home. And the one previous to that was called Spider-Man like I don't know, can't get home or something or other. <laughs> sure, I don't know. sure, I don't that's know. what it was called. I don't know what it was called, but it was something with the word home in it. So I watched the first, I watched the one on Friday night, uh-huh. and then on Saturday night I went to the theater and saw that game. I saw that movie. Mm. But and by the way, Lindsay, Lindsay, do you want to know what happened in the game? Yeah, they lost. Yep. Kirk That's Morrison's you- Raiders went to Cleveland and beat our Browns 16-14 on a last-second field goal, 47-yarder, perfect, down the pipes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I do know that. And, Cap, you, you know, you, you're a special teams guy as well. You know how this works. Um, I talked to a lot of special teams players, especially kickers, and they said the worst thing that a coach can do is actually try to ice them or call a timeout right before they kick it because the first kick actually is like a mulligan. So they know just everything about it. So they actually invite coaches to try to kick one more time and ice them because it gives them the opportunity to re-kick it. So, yeah, bad bad decision there by the uh, Mike Prefer, who's the uh, acting head coach for the Cleveland Browns, as the Browns could have been in fourth place, and now they down in the bottom, man. They down in the cellar, down there in the twelfth spot. That's how one game can be in the NFL at this time in the season. Well, as this game is ending, and you mentioned Kurt Warner, he's getting just a ton of grief from people all over social media because he's wearing this big, uh, like puffy silvery <laughs> sort of jacket in the booth in Cleveland and everybody's mm-hmm. saying what's he dressed like he's you know a Raider fan or what's up with that jacket yeah. and he's taking all kinds of grief from everybody around the world it's like hey come on I got a movie out right now let's talk about my movie <laughs> not about my puffy jacket somebody everybody wants like to beat the, up on uh, like a burrito at Chipotle wrapped in oh foil. my god you mean <laughs> <laughs> you say like a look like a Chipotle burrito in foil or a real life Hershey's kiss 
<laughs> Y'all are so That's, mean. I know people are so mean. Are I mean. like what Kurt Warner's But you know wearing. what? We did a lot. We gave you like three or four what you need to know. What you need to know, you got to go watch Spider-Man, No Way Home. The Raiders won. And uh, Kurt Warner has a foiled looking burrito something on his back. But I will tell you this. One other thing you need to know is stick around. Because I definitely, at some point today, I'm going to talk about this Spider-Man movie and the fact that it was my first time in a movie theater in about five years and everything's changed. It was, I promise you, it was as if it was my first time in a movie theater as a 50-year-old grown-ass man. It was like my first time in a movie theater. I'll explain later on. This is what you need to know. It was brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa Good Times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Kirk, we were in the middle of taking a bunch of phone calls. We asked the question, Laker fans... Are you done with AD because of all of his injuries? He's going to be out for at least a month with an MCL strain. Said he heard a pop, was worried that it was much, much worse. He's happy that it's only a month. But the Lakers, who they've been with him and LeBron and Russ, they're a 16-15 and 15 team. That's who they are. And so who will they be a month from now? Will they be better? Will they be way, way worse? Will they will they be buried in a giant hole? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen without AD for the next month. And the question is, are you done with AD? And we're getting a lot of calls already with people who have some really strong opinions. Here's Steve in Sherman Oaks. Steve, you're on Sedano and Cap. Kirk Morrison is in. Talk to us. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Yeah, to me, as a season ticket holder, uh, I think I'm done with AD as well. It's just not the injuries. He's He's a top three talent in the league. There's no question about it. But I just think he lacks that dog in him. And uh, as uh, Sir Charles uh, Barkley aptly named him, he is street clothes. I just don't think he works hard. He's too lackadaisical. He lags way too many times throughout games. And he puts up great numbers. But, you know, he really doesn't win anything. And we saw in eight years there in New Orleans, they won one playoff series in eight years. And don't tell me he didn't have great players. He did. And Ireland talks about he's as good as Giannis. He's not as good as Giannis. We obviously know Ireland can't really say what he thinks because he works for the team. But AD is just, he's just not that guy. And without AD, without LeBron, they're not even going to be a playoff team, fellas. And so I just feel like we got to ship him out. If, but the only question is, who can we get from him? If, if, let's say, the Heat wanted to move off Bam, which they don't, I take Bam out of bio. The dude's a beast. Uh, first time in his career he's ever been hurt. But I think he, he has a max deal and he puts up numbers. And he can dominate next to LeBron. And he's rarely injured besides this year. But... Fellas, I just think that AD, face it, if we have to move with him as our franchise, they're, they're done, man. The Lakers are not going anywhere, fellas, like the Pelicans. Mm. All right. So, Kirk, I, I know I always say this. You know, to me, AD came to the Lakers. They won a title. He's LeBron's right-hand guy. He's been anointed the uh, the heir apparent, if you will. He's been anointed as the number two on the team. Um, to me, and look, it was one year. They won a championship. They won the bubble championship. That is accurate. That is true. He had a monster shot that kept things alive in, in the playoffs. I, I grant him all of that. It's just this, this notion of, of how great he is. You know, George used to call him the cheat code, and I called him. I'm like, cheat code? What do you mean cheat code? What's the cheat code? He's a big, strong, physical guy who likes to stand outside and want to shoot when he should be down low playing in the paint. I mean, I'm, I'm complaining, but I'm, a, I'm an emotional fan, Kirk. Like, when they win three straight games, I think they're going to win the championship. Now that AD's hurt, I'm done with the guy. So just understand, I'm, I'm dealing with the emotional roller coaster right here. What do you have to say about this? Yeah, it's like the triangle of sadness, right? The triangle of sadness is where you have, like, these three emotions, right? Like, you mentioned it. One of them is they win three in a row, and you start believing, right? 
And then as you start believing, you start forecasting is the next one. And then as you start forecasting, man, what this thing is going to continue to look like when we're healthy. And then that final emotion, some Anthony Davis gets hurt again. And it's like this continuous petulum of, 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 of sadness, this triangle of sadness. You keep going through these different emotions and it kind of leads back to where it's at right now currently. And, and, and the current part is that you can't believe in Anthony Davis. Look, he's still a good player. And I know it's hard, but it's I think when people keep seeing this happen over and over again, you sit here and you're just like, man, what, what do we do? You know, what do we do? Because, you know, you need him to win a championship. That's that's that that's the part, you know, you need him. But the feeling is that can you trust that he'll be healthy? Can you trust that he'll be there? And I think that's what hurts more for Laker fans is that I can't trust. I can't have the faith that he is going to be there. And if he does get there, how long will he last? We saw it last year in the playoff run early on. It was like, oh, here we go. We just got back into this thing with the with the Suns and then the injury to Anthony Davis. And after that, you just knew the season was over in the playoffs. So that's what I think is continuous right now. And it hurts the most because you want to feel like we can be there. But right now, it's just not there. Yeah, I think you've just really nailed it. You can't trust that he'll be there. And when he gets hurt, rather than it being some freak accident or something that's out of the ordinary, when he gets hurt, you're like, yeah, I mean, I was waiting for that to happen. I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going to miss a major amount of time. So that's. I think you've just really said it very well. You can't trust that he'll be available. Here's a call from Zach in West L.A. Hey, Zach, you're on Sedano and Cap. Kirk Morrison is in. What's going on? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I think the most upsetting thing about the AD situation is just that he really hasn't been able to adapt to the modern NBA, the volume of three-pointers that are being put up nowadays. Um, he just He's not really a perimeter threat, and his style of big man is sort of becoming uh, antiquated, and it's upsetting that uh, Rob Plink and the Lakers invested the future of the franchise in an antiquated um, you know, style of big man. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, how I feel about the situation. I'm not sure I get what you're saying though. When you call him an antiquated version of a big man, I would, I would argue that I want him to play like an old school big man used to play rather than not really wanting to be. Don't do that. Well, what do you think? Those guys are ancient now, like back to the basket, old school. That's ancient. Like, I'm watching the new players in college basketball. I'm watching seven footers. I mean, Colt Holmgren. I mean, Chet Holmgren over at Gonzaga comes in, the number one overall player. This dude is seven foot tall and don't want no parts of the paint. I mean, literally shooting jumpers. It's the same. This is how I know where the NBA is, right? This is where the NBA is at. You ready for this, Cap? Tell me. When everybody's talking about the great big mans and Carl Anthony Towns, Big Cat saying, I don't compare to the rest of the NBA's great big men because can't no big man ever shoot like the way I do. That is where the NBA is. He's just basically throwing away what the Shaqs and Kareem's and the Wilts, all the big men, Olajuwon's, because they played in the era where it was always back to the basket. He's saying, I'm not doing that because can't none of them shoot with me. So have we played in our era? I would have just brought them out to the three-point line and said, come get this. So it is a totally different era of basketball. And I get what the caller is saying is that has Anthony Davis adapted to more of this spread out version of the NBA as a big man? Because right now I believe Anthony Davis is shooting as a teenager. 
from three point. I believe he's shooting with like 17. Yeah, he's a teenager in percentage from the three point line right now. Scotty, I mean, that's 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 not good. That's yeah. not good. You expect more from him and his game again this season is not showing up to what the NBA game is. That's why Anthony, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is putting his hand down to the ground saying he's too small. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about it like an old schooler, like that's the way you should play, the old school way. Certainly mm-hmm. not the way the NBA is played right now. Big men can shoot. That's true. Anthony Davis cannot. He is not a good shooter. Every time he puts the ball up, I'm like, no. And then on the rare occasion he makes it, I'm like, yes. Yes. All right, we'll talk more about it. We're going to grab more of your calls. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Are you done with AD because of his injuries and the injury history? We're coming right back to your calls. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, you heard Santa Slee come down the chimney. We've got caller number seven. This is Ray Ramos from Ontario. So Inland Empire representing. Yo, Ray, you in the house? Yes, sir. How you doing? What's going on, Ray? Happy holidays, man. Happy Christmas week to you. Merry Christmas week to you. How's it going, dude? Good, man. I've been calling all last week. Finally got through. <laughs> All right. Well, now you have to answer this question. Do you want to pick the Travis and Sliwa box, the Mason and Ireland box, or ahem, the Sedano and Cap box? Ray? Ray Ramos. <laughs> What's your yes, choice, sir. man? You know what? Let me let me go with the Sedano and Cap box. All right. There you go. Congratulations to Ray Ramos from Ontario. You are our latest winner in the 710 12 Days of Christmas. And keep listening, everybody, because Santa Slee's going to come down the chimney and then you're going to have your chance to win. What do you think about that, Kirk Morrison? You got a you got a chance to pick your you know underneath the tree. You got a couple of gifts to choose from. They're all wrapped differently. You never know what you're going to get. And there you go. There's Ray. He's our winner today. I like it, man. I like it. I like it. What's under your tree, by the way, you know? You know, I don't know yet. Um, so I know I what I've, I know what right? I'm putting underneath people's trees, mm, but I go. don't know what's going to be underneath my tree. In fact, you know, I'm going to admit this to you and tell me. And, and by the way, for everybody that was on hold that wanted to get in on this AD conversation, now's the time to reload the phones. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Are you done with AD? Is the question we've been asking, and we've been getting a ton of reaction. But Kirk, you ask about underneath the tree. We talked about this last week. I'll be curious to hear what you think. Do you send Christmas cards? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, like full family pictures, update on the fam. What, what, do, you, yeah, what do you send? Full, yeah, full family pictures, you know, just happy holidays. My wife spends the entire night trying to find a... Uh, one of those quotes. So she'll find, she'll go through like all of them. Should I do this quote? It should be uplifting. And, and like, you're making this way too hard. Just hey, hey, with the best, the Morsons. We love you. Happy, you know, happy holidays. That's all I would do. Say, no, you want to have a quote to, you know, bring prosperous and success in the new. I was like, 
you're doing way too much. Like, just be real. Like, come on. Happy holidays from the Morrisons. That is brilliant, right? So so you don't really have much to do with the card then is what you're saying. <laughs> hey, man, I just showed up for the pictures. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, I had one of those embarrassing moments. Uh, Laura and Lindsay, tell me if you guys ever deal with this as well. And, Kirk, I'm sure you must. But I, I went to the mailbox today. And I pulled out the mail, and there were holiday cards. And I get excited. I'm like, oh, that's so wonderful. I love when people send holiday cards. I feel tremendous guilt that I don't reciprocate. I don't create holiday cards. You know, when you're a single guy and you got kids, um, I'm just putting it to you. I mean, I'm just, uh, well, wait, what'd you say, Laura? I said you're not that single. You no, no, I, I mean, I'm single as in I'm not married, you know? Mm. So, so, like, when I had a wife, listening, she did this. Right. Now that I am no longer married, but yet in a relationship, we don't send out holiday cards. So I feel guilty that I'm receiving holiday cards, but I'm not sending holiday cards. But today's one of those really bad times, though. Card comes in, right? I look at the back where it's, it, you know, it tells you who it's from, you know, like the return address. Yeah. I don't recognize the name. I don't recognize the name at all. I'm like, who's Eileen? Who's Brian? <laughs> who do I know in South Carolina, et cetera? I open the card. It's a beautiful card. It's all handwritten. We hope you and the children are all well, and we hope you have a great year and a happy holiday season. All handwritten, you know? And there's a picture of these two people. And Kirk, I swear to you, I have no idea who they are. I don't know their name. I don't know how I know people from that area. I don't know the handwriting. I mean, there's nothing about this card that I look at and I go, oh, Eileen and Brian, so nice that they sent a card. I'm literally like, <laughs> I don't know who these people are. How do they have my address? You ever have mm. that? Yep. Yeah, a lot of cards. Um, it's always the cards that like, and, and some people go over the top too. I, you know, I still have young kids, so I don't know how I, you know, we can only do so many poses. You know, it's just like, <laughs> all right, let's do one pose because everybody's going to be looking somewhere else and not looking at the camera and, you know, spending all this money on these pictures anyway. But when the cards do come, my, my, my only big thing is this, and, and you guys can all help me out here. And people out there listening, help me out. How long do you keep the holiday card? Like, how long do you keep it? Because I would say on average, we get about, you know, I would say 20 to 25 cards maybe, you know, per Christmas holiday season. And then you have them all. And it's like, do I just throw them in the trash? Like, what do you do with holiday cards after? Or when is it like, yeah. all right, you know, appreciate it. Thanks. You just throw them in the trash. You recycle. I mean, I don't know. I look at it. I say it's cute. And toss it. Oh, you know what my mom does? Mm -hmm. wow. My mom with the like generic ones, you know, not like the personalized ones with people's, you know, family and stuff. She cuts off the front of them and cuts them into like a little, little shape and uses them as gift tags. That is so cute. Oh, that yeah. is a great idea. That is really cute. Okay. See, smart. that's a really smart idea. That now that the See? recycling of See? the card is a pleasurable thing to do because mm -hmm. the person who sent you the card knows that you actually were able to use the card. They didn't just immediately get it and toss it. That's a very nice thing to do. That's that's actually see my the problem with that, Lindsay. The ones that I receive, they have like handwritten stuff. You know how it's like a blank writing back of whatever it has. They like have like Merry Christmas, have a good year. So I wouldn't be able to use it because it's not like mm. it's see, covered I'm with writing. Something new. I'm but it's what cute. I can do with these cards now. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I feel Kirk. Just to answer your question, as far as how long should you have cards? Here's what I think you should do. I think that when you get the card, you open the card, you acknowledge the card. 
if you know who the person is, you might even send them a text like, hey, really nice card. Um, in the case of the Dwyer family from Leland, North Carolina, <laughs> I don't know who these people are, so they're not in my phone. But I appreciate the card that they sent. You know, I Cap, think- I've got one better for you, though. Okay. So last year, my brother was part of his, he recently got married back in September, mm-hmm. and last year he was part of his in-laws photo. They all went on like a, you know, they went to the Bahamas together or something with his in-laws. So he was part of their family Christmas card picture. And he gave them my dad's address to send my dad a Christmas card. And my brother, once again, he's in the photo. My dad calls my brother and he's like, you know, I got this this card from these people, uh, the, the Feelands. I can't, I don't know who it is, but they live in Charlotte. Do you know them? And my brother acted like he didn't know because he wanted just to see how long it took my dad to figure out. And then he was like, dad, I'm in the picture. It's my in-laws. And he was like, oh man, wow. I didn't realize that. Oh my God. It's pretty that's bad. Great. That's great. So, yeah. I think what you do though, Kirk, is I think you get the card, you open the card. You display the card either on like a mantle over a fireplace or you tape it onto the refrigerator. You display the card so that you feel festive and that the people who sent you cards, you're like, oh, this is so nice. And look at all my friends and look at all my people and everybody sent me cards. And don't I feel special and don't I feel good? And then once Christmas is over and maybe like New Year's is over and you take down your Christmas tree. I know a lot of people get lazy about it and they take forever. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's like May and you drive by people's house and you can still see their Christmas tree inside. But when you take down the tree is when you can take down the cards and throw the cards out and not feel guilty about throwing out the cards. I think. I think uh-uh. that's a good. No, you don't like that answer. Well, I, it's sweet. But I have like I, I was a sentimental hoarder. Like I was that girl that kept like the pictures and all the stuff that people gave me when I was in high school and I had a box and I like purged all that stuff and I said to myself like I will never do that like I think it's cute but I have enough stuff to not use a different type of word that I'm like oh it's cute you could have sent me an e1 where you don't have to like kill trees you know or something but I I just feel like there's no need to do all that because most people like myself, they're probably going to throw them away and be like, oh, it's cute, bye. Or like you, Cab, you don't even know who sent you that. And it's handwritten. I know. So I like for me, it's just like, I, I feel like that tradition needs to like go away. The card sending one. I'm, I'm really worried that I'm going to find out because I'm going to have to call my mother about this one. This is like one of those <laughs> things where you call your mother and you're like, hey, ma. Ma, do you know somebody named Ellen and Joe? They live in North Carolina. And then she's going to tell me who it is. And she's going to say, Why? And I'm going to say, because they sent me a holiday card and I had no idea who it was. So, yeah, I feel really bad about that. I do feel guilty about it. All right, we're coming back to your calls. If you want to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We've been asking you this question today. Now that AD is hurt yet again, and this time out for at least a month, according to what the Lakers are saying, are you kind of the point where you're sort of done with AD? We're going to get to your calls coming up. Laura, I hear you, but I'm not hearing you. You know what I'm saying? Radio Tinder next. Oh, great. Radio Tinder is coming up next, and then we're going to get back to your calls on the AD situation. Then Kirk and I want to get into the Rams in this game tomorrow against Seattle and look around what happened yesterday around the NFL. Radio Tinder coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. To Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Kirk Morrison is in today for yeah. Sedano. And I know that he's getting ready for tomorrow's Rams-Seahawks game. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. But here is producer Lindsay with Radio Tinder. All right, well, it's going to be a bit of a subdued edition of Radio Tinder because I'm still, I'm still, what's the word? I'm still grieving over this Browns loss because that was pretty rough. <laughs> but I will turn my focus to the Lakers and some better news for maybe possibly potential better news for Cavs fans like myself. Uh, not so good news for Lakers fans. So with the Lakers struggling so much, it has given room for speculation as plenty of rumors have started to fly around. And given the success of LeBron's hometown team, the young and very scrappy Cavaliers, those rumors are leading back to Cleveland. According to the Ringer founder, Bill Simmons, quote, we are like five days away from the first unsubstantiated, LeBron loves what he's seeing from the young Cavaliers and might want to finish his career there story, and I honestly can't wait, end quote. Do you guys think that LeBron would ever consider going back to Cleveland to finish out his career? Swipe left or swipe right, Kirk? Mm, I'm going to swipe right. I think he can go finish his career in Cleveland because I think Cleveland will still be a lottery team. And when they draft young Bronny whoa, James whoa, whoa. or LeBron James Jr., he would love to team up with his son for a season or two, possibly. So we're not too many years away from that. So Bronny James currently a junior at Sierra Canyon High School. So he finishes this season. He's got one more season. And depending on what the NBA decides to do, because if LeBron talks it, it can speak into existence. Bronny James may not have to go one year removed from high school. So Cleveland, while it's a good story, they're still going to be a lottery team. And I no, can see not. LeBron James They're going to make back. the playoffs. Like I said, not a lottery they're still going to be year? a lottery team at the end of the day. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Everybody You're really hey, going to offend look, this woman right here. I'm just saying they're really good. Have you watched the Cavs play? They're really good, and they're better. I mean, they yeah, have a three I, game better Lindsay, record than the Lakers. All, Lindsay, all this stuff is great. I'll see them after the All Star break. All, the, all this little stuff going on right. This is still preseason. You know the NBA don't start to after the Super Bowl, right? I mean, I'm just saying they're doing <laughs> they're doing pretty well given one of their best players, if not their best player, in Colin Sexton, Colin Sexton has yeah. has been out. So just want to say, it. remember that. I get it, but after thing, but after you know All Star Weekend, we're gonna talk. All right. Okay, whatever. Cap, what do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna swipe left and tell you that I can't see LeBron James finishing his playing career uh, without the Laker franchise. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I don't believe that LeBron just joined the Lakers to be a player. I've said this many times on the air. I think LeBron James has joined forces with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, the, the Lakers have a brand and the Lakers have a community that LeBron wanted to merge with. And um, so that's what he did. He brought the LeBron brand and he brought the LeBron team and he put it together with the Lakers brand and the Lakers team, and they won a championship. And since yeah, that see championship, how well that's going right now, though. Well, it's not going well at all. But my point is, is that I don't think LeBron is going to say to the Lakers front office, "Hey, you know, I knew we, we we did a partnership, but now I'm done with you guys. I actually want to go try and win one more title. So ship me home to my hometown, Cleveland Cavaliers." I just don't think that's going to happen. I think LeBron will finish well, his career with the Lakers. He is a free agent after next season. So, not this season, but next season. So, they wouldn't have to ask him to trade him anywhere. He would just sign there as a free agent. And mm-hmm. I just want to point out that, once again, if you ask LeBron right now, you know, give him some truth serum and said, which team would you rather be playing with right now? This current Cavs team, the young and scrappy, really good Cavs, or your Lakers? I'm sure he would pick the Cavs all day. Just saying. Just saying. Well, maybe he would, and maybe he wouldn't. I mean, listen, this this has not gone the way he expected his team. I mean, forget about Vogel and forget about Palenka. This is LeBron builds the team. LeBron coaches the team. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. And um, and I know I'm, I'm not everybody sees it that way, but I don't see LeBron leaving the Lakers. I see him saying, "No, no, I've got to win another one here." I think that's what. I, listen, that's just what okay. I think. So who knows? We'll okay. All right. Keep All right, going. moving on. So, Lauren Michaels, the creator of the long, long-running NBC comedy sketch show SNL, is thinking about retirement. Michaels told CBS Mornings earlier today that he's contemplating leaving following the show's 50th anniversary in the 2024-2025 season. When Michaels was asked if the Variety series would be able to continue without him, he said, Of course, I have a sense of where we're headed with that, you know? But he did refuse to name who would take his place, adding, I'm not going to go on about that. That's still three years away. Do you think that SNL should continue once Lauren Michaels leaves the show? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I will swipe right and say that the show must go on. Okay. And, and at some point, Lauren Michaels was going to not be doing this anymore. It's, it's been 40-some-odd years he's had this incredible run. I would think that if I worked for NBC... Where I'd really be pissed today is, wait a second, you're giving this nugget of information to CBS? Have you heard of the Today Show? If you're going to say something, say it on NBC. Don't say it to the competition. Don't say it to CBS. Yeah, the show can and should go on without Lauren Michaels. That's my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I'm right with you, Cap. I'm swiping right, man. It still has to go on. You you, you kind of have to. And. I know the retirement and all that stuff is, is approaching and you you would hopefully that people will, you know, make sure that we all know it's still about you too, Lauren Michaels. You're, you're, you're good. Don't worry about it. But the show must go on. It has to keep on going because I'm looking at all these different. Think about it. How many new spinoffs have we seen from like old shows from yesteryear? Like we're seeing from whew, Wayne's can we, can World. We, think about them. Like we said, like, a, hold, on, hold on. Let me think of some. Are we talking hmm. about like shows that have come from from shows SNL? and movies? There's yeah, tons of them. Yeah, tons of them. Right. So the yeah, show like, will go on. I'm thinking of like just spinoffs or just what what was created from. The, or think about some of our great actors 
who have come from SNL. Like Night well, at so. the Roxbury, uh, yeah. like I said, Wayne's World. Um, well, I mean, but but you know, the question of should the show go on? I mean, the show has gone on without Chevy Chase and without Bill Murray and without Eddie Murphy and without mm. all these other great stars that have come through SNL. Why would they cancel the show because Lorne Michaels has decided to ultimately retire? Well, it is kind of like his show, right? It is his baby, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it is his thing. He, the, he created it. He produced it. This is his thing. So I think, like, if you have a legacy, you want to just pass it down. So I would think it should be a show that he, like, a, a big show that he passes down to someone. Like, I now pronounce you the creator of SNL. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be interesting to see, like, who he hands it off to. And right, he obviously exactly. gave no indication as to who that's going to be. But, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. All right, so last one really quick here. Berlin's Transit Authority, BVG, is offering an edible hemp ticket to help ease the stress of holiday commutes. <laughs> so for one week, passengers can cruise the city for just under $10 with the hemp ticket. This tongue-in-cheek campaign comes at a time during a recent political push in Germany to become the first major country to legalize recreational cannabis. BVG's Puff Pass is made of cannabis leaf pattern edible paper sprayed with hemp oil from cold-pressed hemp, se hemp seeds, which contain no THC, but the transportation agency claims that it's said to have a relaxing effect. Would you guys buy and eat a hemp edible transit pass? Swipe left or swipe right, Kirk? <laughs> uh, I will swipe right on this one, man. I just like what it's called, the puff pass. I mean, that's just, that, <laughs> yeah, that alone genius marketing. has got me. You talk about smart advertising. Hey, come get us puff pass. <laughs> they had me at puff pass. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm taking this. I'm swiping right. <laughs> I'm going to swipe left here. Mm. Um I like edibles. I do. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you were a kid in school, did you ever eat paper? Uh, yeah, tasted glue. No. Yeah, I mean, well, like, you remember like, having paper? Something, like, you wrote something down. The teacher's like, hey, bring that up here. You're like, sorry, it's gone. <laughs> I ate it. Nope, can't say I have. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea of eating the paper from the pat for that, that you print out and maybe ink on it. I don't know. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I could maybe get high by eating the puff pass, but I don't want to eat the paper. I don't like the texture of it. I don't like the notion of the ink on it. So I'm I'm swiping left. I'm I'm not going to go with the puff pass. I'm going to bring my own puff. I would try it. Hey, if it's going to, you know, travel stressful, if it's going to relax me a little bit, I'd give it a shot. All right. I understand. All right. There you go. There's Radio Tinder. If you want to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We were talking about... Are Laker fans done with Anthony Davis? They're so upset and disappointed that he's always hurt. And I know a lot of people on Twitter are saying, well, dude, somebody got pushed into his leg. A lot of people would have gotten hurt. I get it. It's not that he got hurt because he's just, you know, uh, somebody called him glass early. It's just every year it seems like there's some major injury that takes him off the floor for a really long period of time. If you want to jump in, go for it. And I know Kirk and I really want to get into the Rams and the Seahawks and the NFL weekend. So stick around, everybody, because we want to get there coming up. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN on a Monday afternoon. Kirk Morrison is in for Sedano. The Rams play tomorrow against the Seahawks. You'll hear that game right here. You'll hear Kirk Morrison on the pre, on the half, on the post. And, uh, Kirk, I know we definitely want to get to the Rams and the Seahawks. We'll get there coming up in a minute. You want to take a few more calls here on this uh, AD situation? Absolutely. I want to hear what Laker Nation is talking about right now. I really thought you said it very well earlier, though. It's a trust factor for the fans. Do you trust that you can count on Anthony Davis to be there? And I think many of us are frustrated with, you know, his his injury issues. And and look, somebody said it to me on Twitter. Dude, LeBron pushed a player right into him. You know, yes, it happens, you know. But it just, with Anthony Davis, it happens, it seems like, every year. And so then the question you ask, can you trust him? It's like, I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just waiting for him to get hurt and miss a whole bunch of time. All right, let's go to the phones. Here is Roderick. Hey, Roderick, what's going on? You're on 710 ESPN. You got Sedano and Cap, but Kirk Morrison is in for Sedano. Talk to us. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And, uh, Kirk, uh, you earned a vote for me on the Mandy Awards, man. Uh, you're doing really good uh, tonight. But I um, it, actually, I, I disagree with you on um, your take on AD playing like big man style, old school style, because – What's so frustrating about AD is he has the talent, he has the footwork, he has the hands in the squad. He used to have a shot to, to play both ways and be effective. Now it's just like he shied away from that and became very passive and just stay on the perimeter. I mean, for example, like I think the dream um, Olajuwon would kill in today's NBA just because of his footwork alone. So, I mean, that's my only take on it. To answer your question, um, no, I, I don't trust him because he's always hurt, but that, that's my take, guys. Thanks. All right, Roderick, there you go. You hear that, Kirk? You're getting a vote for a Mandy Award. Yeah, that's what's up. I got my first Mandy. Okay. Giddy. You know, pre- let me, appreciate it. Let me yeah, tell you Mandy's something. These, these Mandy Awards, everybody wants one. And now Mason is that, really that, campaigning for a show of the year, by the way, Cap. I don't know if you heard him. I did not get to hear that mm. part of today's show, so he's really, really going... Oh, he's going hard on that. Really? Yeah. Well, we don't We don't need to do all that. We, like, don't. we don't. need to... We don't need all the whistles and all that yeah. stuff. Like, people are like, why don't you guys do, like, this and that? Like, they go hard on Vote for Jorge and all. I'm like, bro, because we just win. We don't got to do all that. Well, maybe, you know, instead of spending a whole bunch of time campaigning, we just do what we do, and then people are like, that's the show I want to vote for for show of the year because they just do the show rather than campaigning to win awards. I mean, it's just a possibility. Exactly. It's exactly what we've been doing. We do our job. Mm. Here's a call from Julian in Downey. What's going on, Jules? Hey, uh, what's going on? First time caller. Love listening to you guys. Love the show. Love your show. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about AD real quickly. Um, uh, I'm I'm just diehard as all the Laker fans that call in, and you know we're upset and frustrated with the injuries. And I'm done with the injuries for sure, but I'm not done with him. I think he's still one of the skilled, most talented um, bigs, quote unquote bigs in the NBA. And if you take a look at it, um, he does average I think over nine points in the paint so far this season. So, you know, he he you could tell he's still one of the greatest players in the NBA. Definitely a top five, top ten talent for sure. But I think the bigger problem is the Lakers' defense. If you just take a look at last night's game alone, if they just put one together one good string of defense on DeRozan late in the fourth quarter, we, we would have won that game for sure. Um, so 
I, I'm not saying there's, there's anything wrong with the coaching staff, but um, you know, there's no more Lionel Hollins who came from the grit and grind in Memphis. There's no more Jason Kidd. And this year we have guys like Penn Berthing and John Lucas and stuff like that. So I just wanted to bring that up. But, but yes, I'm done with the 80s injuries, but I'm not necessarily done with him yet. Yep, I got you on that. Hey, Kirk, how about DeMar DeRozan last night? Did he play like a guy who thought he was coming to the Lakers, thought it was a done deal, wanted to come home, and then last night got his shot at the Lakers and put up 38 points? I mean, did, did he not look like that kind of a guy, especially down the stretch, a guy who, I mean, he just wanted it that bad the way I looked at it is because of who he was playing against. Yeah, it's what, twice in a row now, right? <laughs> the first game he had 38, second game against the Lakers this year also had 38. Obviously, he's playing with a with, with a with a chip on his shoulder, obviously. He wanted, he wanted to be in the purple and gold. He really did, but obviously they had other plans. And so, yeah, he's taken and helped that team out in, in Chicago, one of the better teams in all of, the, in all of basketball this year. You know what I mean? Watching him. Look, currently the Bulls are the number two seed behind the Brooklyn Nets, but I think it's um, it's one of those situations where yeah, I'm going up against the Lake Show. It, it's always added motivation to go against a team that you grew up cheering for, your own hometown. Yeah, it's always a little target on the Lakers when they play against Demar Derozan. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, if you guys, uh, if you still want to get in on this, go for it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. But Kirk, I'm ready to transition back to some football. I believe, and I'm going I'm to leave you with this, and then we'll, we'll hit this break and we'll come right back. I believe this NFL football season is the most entertaining season that I can ever remember, and the reason for that is because every week the league is completely and utterly unpredictable. So I want to hear what you have to say about that, and then let's start looking at tomorrow's game against the Rams versus the Seahawks, and it's a monster game, especially because of what happened in front of the Rams and behind the Rams yesterday. Kirk Morrison is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.